Yeah, don't do what I did yesterday then, no. Oh, that was hilarious when you smacked the bar right off your nuts and you hit the deck. It was not hilarious. It was incredibly painful. I laughed. I felt sick for quite a while afterwards. Brian laughed. Two out of three's got to be right. Ah, uh, it was... I certainly got two of them anyway. Aye. You get three. <laughs> you including... Well... Including the, 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 the Frank as well. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> two out of three is bad, let me tell did, you. Did, did you call it Frank or did Fee call it Frank? <laughs> Frank and Beans in it. Something about Mary. Frank and Beans. Wow. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Hello. Coronavirus. <laughs> you joke, right? You joke, but... But I think it is. And I'm now stuck in a confined space with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry, I've got my pop shield. That's the equivalent of a little mask in it. Aye. But I'll swap it for your microphone next week. Then you get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's no coincidence, my friend. <laughs> you get poo-pooed this idea yesterday, but here it is. There's proper scientific fact here, right? You order a big new timer for the wall from where? China. China. Where the thing comes from? It arrives in Saturday. Well, whenever it came the other day. Friday. Friday. I was in on Saturday morning feeling fucking tip top. You never, whoa, 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 whoa. You feeling never, tired and sore. You've never felt tip top this Saturday <laughs> But not, not that bad. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, 24 hours later, coronavirus. Maybe. Maybe. Or <laughs> a sniffle. Or, yeah, it could be that Lucy has been snotting it up for the past two weeks <laughs> and now I've got it. Corona kid virus. <laughs> yeah, Aye. totally. That's it, man. Like kids are gym factories, aren't they? Oh, aye. you don't need you don't need any kind of antiviral. Yeah, that's like Kirsty. anywhere. Just rub kids on people, man. Everyone will become immune. Aye, it's for Kirsty working a nursery. Basically, any time, every year, from about September to October, she's like, just you no know, like dead sniffly and run down because it's a new batch of kids have come into the nursery. <laughs> Bringing in all the newbie bugs and stuff, <laughs> and then the rest of the year she's like Im- she's like immune to Ebola and everything else. <laughs> like, if she can get through September, because they all came out, they all start in August, Aye. and they get, they get to reach the first couple of weeks, and then within the first two weeks they kind of they touch everything. Yeah, they they stick every object in the nursery in their mouth. They cough on every single person, and then they go home and they spread it and they share it. Aye. And that lasts for about two weeks, and then by the first of September, usually Kirsty's got like a running nose and stuff and yep. headaches. And by the end of September, she's now immune to anything. It's like <laughs> she turns into this, like an, a superhuman experiment where it's like <laughs> no it's virus the, can hurt me now. It's walking petri dish of germs. Aye. It's funny. I was reading up like fee. Well, uh, where were we going? Saturday. Can't remember. Was it Saturday? Outlook. We were going somewhere. Aye, it might have been on the way there, right? So Fee was asking about the whole thing. So, oh, what's, what's it all about anyway? Because she never, Fee never reads the news or watches the news or anything, right? Um, so I was like, I on Google, doing a wee, a wee Google search, what yeah. the fuck's it all about kind of thing. Um, it's just the cold, isn't it? It's an extreme version of the cold, basically. Aye, but it's not even that extreme by the sounds of it. It's only... It's not Ebola. It's not like SARS, do you know what I mean? Aye. It's just like, it's not great, know, but at Ebola, the same time... Aye. Ebola was brutal and the reason it never spread as much is because it wiped out from the moment you got it to the point of death with a pretty rapid turnover. Aye, it was like, I read the stats the other day, it's something like the high 90% of people who got it died. Aye. Whereas this is like 2% or something like that. Aye. There's less people who have died, or more people died for the, what, the flu last year. Yeah, well that was it exactly, yeah. <clears throat> and it's for the, like Ebola, it's, uh, I remember reading a study about a week ago on it saying that when you contact or contract Ebola, it basically kills you that quickly. You've not got a chance to actually spread it to anybody else. Right, <laughs> so it basically Ebola. It basically self harms itself because it's such a brutal disease. Yeah, that it kills everybody really fast. It's wild, it man. To spread. 
Whereas this stuff, you can, I think the incubation period is like mega. It's like, two, was it up to two weeks or so? Ten days to two weeks? Right, aye. Before the symptoms show. Aye, because so people are being quarantined for like four weeks at a time aye. and stuff, aren't they? Don't, I know the Richard, they, brought back Richard they got the timer for this. He was saying that there's a big shop in China that's maybe humongous. It brings in like 1.5 billion a year. <laughs> and he's saying that it's basically just shut down till like the, what, the 16th of February or something. Really? No. Fuck Chinese New Year. We're shutting down for the next few weeks. Everybody go home, lock yourself in the house. Wow, that's mental. It's pretty extreme. Because they quarantined that whole region, didn't they? That aye. whole province. They've shut all the borders and everything now. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. I mean, it's probably a bit late, certainly, but no. it's, it's, it's mental. Somebody, they, I can't remember who it was I'd seen, had put up some Facebook kind of jokey conspiracy thing. It was aye. like the, the, the company, the pharmaceutical company or something that had something to do with the coronavirus. Uh, had like the same logo as the company from uh, Resident, Resident Evil, Evil yeah. or something like that. Aye. <laughs> and Corona is an anagram of Raccoon, and it was Raccoon oh, City. That Raccoon, Raccoon City. That's Raccoon what City was an anagram. I couldn't remember what the anagram bit aye. was. Raccoon yeah. and Corona anagram each other, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's something with too much time in their hands, isn't it? Yeah. Stuff like that is not so like the whole viral thing. Just I mean, you watch some. I mean, the kids were wanting to watch that movie Contagion. Oh, yeah. eight nine years ago but yeah. Kirsty ended up kiboshing it and we made us watch a cartoon about an abominable snowman it's abominable 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 aye was it any good abominable. or was it actually abominable it was it was okay right it's the kind of movie you'd watch with a hangover and go <laughs> that passed an hour and a half <laughs> one of those kind of movies like there's many kids out there watching movies with hangovers hopefully aye <laughs> my kids grew up in Paisley come on that's fair actually aye <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Abby, Logan, in fact, Brody's coming up for six this month. Brody, Logan, ten next month, and Abby's twelve in August. Yeah. It's all a matter of time before they start hitting the buck fast. Yeah, they'll be starting to smack soon, soon surely. Aye. Abby's getting out of high school, so no doubt she'll get offered a bag of smack within aye, the first week. Absolutely, yeah. Won't surprise me one little bit. <laughs> but she. Ah, no, it's that's a conversation for off air. I was about to ask what school your kid was about to go to. You know, <laughs> so uh, maybe not broadcast that. Yeah. <laughs> now they know your kid's name and what school she's going to yeah. go to. Um, right, anyway, moving on. Aye, I'm ill. We're right, okay, right. Brief side topic before we start talking about what Ooh. we're going to talk about. Training when you're ill. Ooh. Just. There's a motto. Right. If it's in your head, lift some lead. If it's in the chest, get some rest <laughs> did you just make that up no I've said that for years <laughs> if you've got a wee head cold come in <laughs> what that's really good it's super naff but nah, it's pretty good nah, why <laughs> well played mate that was good it's like if it's in your chest nah you're fucked aye rest up don't come near the gym right okay if you get a wee, wee pissy head cold maybe better Aye. We've got a coronavirus. Just <laughs> sweat it out. Sweat it out. Come in, do a light workout. I say sweat it out. <laughs> he says training in a fucking icebox. Aye. <laughs> then you can come in, so long as you're not like, it's not pouring out your face and Aye. stuff. Like, if you think it's just a wee head, no, you can feel a bit run down. Mm-hmm. If you are going to work out, come in <clears throat> and don't just go in and do, if you've got a planned session at weights, like for example, this week my program's at 90%. Aye. If I had a head cold, I'd probably drop it to about 60%. I'd still train, mm-hmm. but I'd lower the intensity down. I'd get a light sweat on just to get the endorphin rush, feel good. Aye. If you come in and hammer it when you've got when you're a bit run down, you're just going to... Be more run down. Aye. It's almost like your brakes are worn out in the car, your, t- your treads are a wee bit burnt out. You wouldn't then drive at 100 mile an hour up to a junction and slam the brakes on. <laughs> You would take it a bit easier. You can still drive the car, but you just need to take it a bit yeah. easier. So can I phone it in in my session after listening? No, because Brian comes in to touch up. Mm. Yeah, see, you can't even let down your. Can leg. I have the same weights as Brian today then? <laughs> <laughs> I said sixty. Per- I said sixty percent, no twenty. <laughs> he's lifting almost the same as me for most nah, of it yesterday. I'm complaining a lot. Oh, he's more than a lot yesterday. Aye. Having said that, he did drop his weights down in the front squat. Mm-hmm. Because of his bad wrists. Aye. He used to stop having Pokebum links. He does. It's quite funny that in fact he actually put that on Facebook and then his wife asked what a PGW <laughs> is. I talked about that last week. That was hilarious. Did um, anyone answer the question? Did anyone write in? Nobody wrote with in. A, with a suggestion? No. Oh, well, no the, prizes for you losers. The answer is Pokebum links. Yeah. <laughs> and according to Brian, it's not safe to do it when driving over a cobbled street. <laughs> Surely that's the best time to do it. 
Well, I mean, if you're going, to, so long as it doesn't affect your lifting. Aye, well, it does affect his lifting, Aye. so he needs to pack it in. Yeah. Um. So, bit of a head cold, fine. Aye. Wheezy chestiness. Wheezy chest. Not uh, cool. No. Stay in bed. Rest up and stay away. Right, okay. I've done it before when I've been close to the World Championships and somebody, and one of the girls I was coaching showed up for a PT session and showed up to the uh, uh, and I went, I'm okay, I think I'm over the worst of it. <laughs> like, fuck off, nope, get oh, yeah, out of here, beat it, beat it, just... That's, oh. that, I suppose that's the other thing, isn't it? If, you, if you've if got the cold or whatever, and you're in a relatively confined space, the pod booth, um, it's kind of thinking about other people as well, isn't yeah. it? Make sure you wash your hands and wipe shit down and all the rest of it. Aye. I mean, Don't we're, cough we're, on the bar. We are lucky in this gym that... Everything's manky anyway. Right then. We're back, kind of. Yeah, sorry, we had a brief technical issue there. Technical issue, aye. Technology these um, days. I don't know what's going on. Can Cro- you talk into your mic a bit louder, please? You've got coronavirus. I know. Aye. What were we talking about? I can't remember. Uh, we, were about, we were laughing about the coronavirus in here that it just couldn't breed for the fact that the gym's so cold. Aye, that's right, yeah. Right, so... Aye. Uh, yeah, head cold, fine. Chesty thing, not fine. Yeah. Anything seriously contagious, do one. Aye, pretty much. Other than that, crack on. Yeah, just do a light workout and gauge it. If you come in, if you feel like, uh, feel like death door, do a light warm up. And if you feel better, go ahead and train. If you feel the same, go home. Yeah. Yeah, and again, just, it's like we've talked about aye. before, I suppose, just listen to your body. Listen to your body, aye. I think That's if you've made it that far, most people will just do it. Aye, my back was really tired yesterday. Um, don't know why, but you know that way just you start training like, and I was doing front squats and I was maybe doing 115. Oh, how'd you go on? I done one at 115 and I went down and I'm up and, you know, my mid-back, I could just feel myself, like, my my back just felt exhausted. Yeah. Don't know why. And I was like, nah. I ain't got, doubles aren't going to happen today so I just dropped 110 and managed to five doubles at that fair enough and maintain better quality on it which for the comp I'm planning to do 100 anyway so right, okay. it's still a 10 kilo overhead uh, in terms of extra bit in the bag so yeah, um, that's okay but it was just it was like no, nah, that ain't happening <laughs> went home last night and I was ready to go to my bed for half six I <laughs> 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 just like I am so tired it's absolutely gubbed aye yeah no that feeling Um. Right, so what we we were going to talk about somebody had asked about plateaus, plateaus and stuff like that and breaking kind of through. And, yeah. um, Emma had sent that question in. Hi Emma, CrossFit shit. I'll see um, you next week. In fact, well tonight, by the time this comes out, and I'll see you tomorrow or five six days ago. Oh, I'm confused. Now. Aye, every week we do something like this, don't we? Anyway, aye, aye. So, carry on. So plateaus. Aye, plateaus. Um, Everybody seems to think that their training is just going to improve, 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 improve in a linear fashion. And I hate to break it to the world, but it doesn't. There's no way you can keep adding on an extra kilo onto your bar every week and thinking, oh, right, I'm lifting one kilo today, by the end of the year I'll be lifting 365. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. It would be nice, it would be lovely, but no. Um... And that kind of straight line progression just is not realistic. And what happens is, usually most programmes will be between four and six weeks. Why? Why? Because between the four and... Oh, I like that. Why? Why, Scott? Please tell me. Yes. Basically, between four and six weeks, less than four weeks, you've not had enough time for adaptation to take place. Because you've had to start off a little bit lighter just to train the right movement patterns and stuff. By the time you get to week four, that should you should be ramping up the weight and intensity, and then you should be not maxing out, but hitting the kind of peak of that program phase or that cycle by between week four and six. Right. Okay. Usually, anything after week six, you're just you're at the point of diminishing returns. You're not really getting that much benefit out of it. Think of it like almost like a bank account that you're getting say twenty percent interest. And then after six weeks, it drops down to one percent interest. You're you're not really going to get much back on it. Right. If you are still progressing after six weeks, your program was shite and your numbers were off. Right. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> in a basic nutshell. So what about um, the five three one type thing then? Because that's the whole idea behind Wendell doing that was that you could last as long as you need it to. You can you can program out a whole year's worth of training doing that sort of stuff. I mean, you can keep the big exercises the same, but you'll then have to vary the assistance exercises. Yeah. Um, I know there's different types of five three one, mm-hmm. um, different structures, and you'll find that some of them work really well, some of them don't. But generically speaking, six weeks, and then you need to change something. Right. Um, yeah, I think I think his, from what I remember from doing it, the sort of beyond five three one thing, you could basically plan out a whole year. Yeah. But it was in lots of little blocks, obviously. But yeah, you were still aye. doing the kind of main lifts all the time. But aye, you were. Aye, ramping up. Well, the whole idea behind it is you do five, three, one. No load, way. And then you just keep doing it, kind of thing. I know. I'm amazing in it. So, how did they come up with the name five? Three, <laughs> <laughs> but again, his whole the whole vibe of that is start low, start sensibly. Don't be a dick and go. Oh well, I be, I I, I been I benched one twenty three and a half years ago, so that's my one rep max. Start much lower than that. Aye. And then you've got you've got that, that headroom for progression all the time. Um obviously don't just start with the empty bar and do like five hundred reps at the end of every set, but <sighs> um <laughs> Which I'm sure people do. Uh is again it's just common sense, isn't it? Scott's now banging his head off the wall. Aye. It's common sense isn't I mean I've even said to Kirsty, keep a note of what you're lifting. Yeah. Just so that you know Right. Five weeks down the line, if you're still lifting the same weight, you need to change it. Aye. Don't, it's amazing the number of people that get to the end of a year and go, I'm still doing the same thing. And you're like, what? Just, no, come on. Keep Keeping notes and stuff, it's, yeah. it's, it's vital, man. Do you know what I mean? I say this to my students all the time. Keep a practice diary. Because psychologically, it's massive. If you can look at something a week down the line, a month down the line, six months, a year down the line, mm. you can see on paper... I am this much better than I was before. Aye. Hopefully. Even in my training diary, I'll put like, we know it's just so that it triggers my memory in terms of what I've done. Just something short, like, I'll put next to each set, like, it could be a smiley face or a straight line for the mm. mouth or a wee sad face. Mm. And what that, I'll just jog my memory going, right, I've done my same, my set of five, but it was grim. Or set of five, felt really good. And it could be sometimes I'll do a smiley face next to three dashes. Or right. three lines and then we sad face next to two so the first three reps felt amazing last two I had to grind them out and really struggled uh, okay. and it's that way that because if you tell somebody like, I'll send Tony Warren peace for my, my feedback <laughs> like that, right? snatches felt good getting the confidence better there getting under the bar better just I was catching it just above parallel uh, in, the, in the overhead squat position then yeah. sinking down just to train that position getting the experience spent a wee bit longer with the bar overhead just to kind of get used to that weight to build the confidence up yep Um on my snatch pull, yep, felt well, felt weight felt good, but I was making sure I was getting the bar contact and the hip crease, or the kind of, well, above the, um, but basically above your junk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't do what I did yesterday then, no. Oh, that was hilarious when you smacked the bar right off your nuts and you hit the deck. It was not hilarious, it was incredibly painful. I laughed. I felt sick for quite a while afterwards. Brian laughed. Two out of three's got to be right. Ah, uh, I certainly got two of them anyway. Aye. You get three? <laughs> you including? Well... Including the, the, the Frank as well. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Two or three is bad, let me tell did, you. Did, did you call it Frank or did Fee call it Frank? <laughs> it's Frank and Beans, in it? Something about Mary. Frank and Beans. Wow. That's a thing. It's not actually called Frank. It's not called N. I actually thought you had named your dick Frank. No, that's the, the Frank and Beans, in it? Oh, like we Dave. Just call it Wee Dave. <laughs> wee Dave. Come on, Dave. Let's go. But Wee Dave is Wee Dave. Surely <laughs> Wee Dave's Wee Dave would be Tiny Dave. <laughs> no, you never know. <laughs> but, um... Aye, that was hilarious when you smacked yourself in the nuts. It wasn't. But I saw the feedback on that and I felt really good in terms of position, feeling like, tall and powerful with it. Front squats, didn't feel good. I could manage 115, but only for one. Aye. Uh, but maintain better quality with the going for doubles about 110 and it's just giving that feedback so that when you, if your feedback is done right that person reading it should feel as if they've sat there and done the workout with you Aye. now there's a girl Maria that I coach and her feedback is phenomenal 
Um, Jody's feedbacks getting even getting better every week. She's like, oh, the weights on the front squats felt just about right. Deadlifts a wee bit heavier felt good. Feels if I can go a wee bit more on that. Starting to struggle here with this, but and it's you actually you read it and you feel as if you've sat in the gym with them, right? And watched them do their whole workout. Aye. that's the level of feedback you should be given. Right, okay. And it makes a huge difference. I feel like you're having a dig at my feedback when I used to give you. Your feedback was awesome. Yeah. Basically, I mean, you just shouted abuse at me, but <laughs> mostly aye. profanity. Aye. Aye. <laughs> but I knew that it was stuff you struggle with. So I'm like, it's working. Bye. Um, and without feedback. It's hard because imagine if you've, you're driving down the road and somebody's might be giving you directions, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And you don't know where you're going, so you keep taking a left and a right, and you keep going straight through. You take a third exit around about. You could take a twenty-five wrong turns, but unless you get the feedback, you're still going to keep going the wrong direction, and you're not mm-hmm. going to get to your destination. Okay, see where we're going here. Uh-huh. You had me. I was wondering for a while. So the feedback Classic. allows. Good feedback allows a coach to actually direct your training better. No feedback means I'm just making assumptions and I'm guessing. Right, so that's 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 great. If you've got a, if you've got somebody coaching you, you've got a PT, whatever, right? Let's say you're training on your own. You're just doing your own thing, program that you've devised of your own choosing or whatever, right? This ties into the plateau really well. That's why oh, I'm here, mate. That's why oh, I'm here. You're a genius. So, what? what how do you know? Well. You're going to know when you start to plateau because nothing's Aye. going to improve. You're going to just, yeah. you're going to top out or you're going to start going backwards, right? Aye. If you're training on your own, what's the best way to deal with that then? You've got essentially two levels of feedback. Um, level, or sorry, three levels. Level one is you just give no feedback at all. You put the wee tick or the X. Yeah, you, you basically, you went to the gym that day in your training diary, you've done it. Yep. But, that means nothing. It's the majority of people, let's yeah, be honest. That's the January Brigade of, I went to the gym. Yeah. What did you do? Level two is you basically, you kind of tick off that, okay, I managed three sets of five and then I had to do two sets of three and a two, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So that gives you a bit more detail. Yep. But all that tells you is you couldn't complete sets of five. Yeah. Where the really good feedback comes in is you would go right on, let's say, pick a lift. Bench. Bench press, right. Everybody loves bench press. Yeah. And if you don't, get a grip. <laughs> With bench press, you're trying to hit, say, five sets of five at 100k. Yep. But you only manage three sets, then you drop to a three and a two. So if you don't give me any feedback at all, I've got no idea if you're completing the set or not. So next week I give you 102.5 to lift. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, well, I couldn't finish it last week, but you've not told me, so I can't help you. Level one feedback, you can write down, well, I only managed three sets at five, a, a three and a two, and you go, right, okay, but that still only tells you that you've only, that you can't complete the five. Where the kind of third level of feedback comes in is where you go, right, um, on the first three sets, felt really good, but I started to struggle on the, four, the fourth and fifth rep of each set. So you're like, right, you're already fatiguing after the first set. Mm, not good. When it gets to set three, you're struggling with, you're tired on the, you can control it well on the down phase, but you're lacking, you're hitting a sticking point halfway up. Mm-hmm. Ah, right, okay. When you hit that set and hit set four and you're only managing the three, you're starting to struggle to control the weight in the down phase. Right, you're now, so now we know that you're struggling to control it. Oh, my elbows are flaring out. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. My lats aren't staying engaged. Ah, the bar started pa- uh, when I really fatigued in set five. The bar was pa- passing over my face. Ah, right, okay. Your triceps are starting to fatigue now. Now you know what's given out because mm-hmm. bench press there's a load of muscles getting used. Yeah, chest, back, shoulders, arms. So which which we get which we guy is it? It's not pulling his weight. Yeah. So you then pick the pick those. All oh, right, oh, it's my triceps. Right, okay. So now you can go away and target your triceps. Right, okay. Um, so, and, aye, carry on. And Emma, Emma was talking about that to do with like chin-ups and stuff, a bit like in a lat engagement, so yeah. I showed her some stuff to do, even just with kettlebells, like bottom of my press, about keeping that lat engagement. Mm-hmm. And when she was doing a competition all the week there, she was saying, oh, I felt better at this, and am I that better now, and this is coming on nicely. And it's just by targeting that weakest link. Yeah. If you always ignore the weak link, 
you'll only ever be as strong as that, that weak link. Yeah. But if you can bring that base level up, you're going to break through the plateau. Right, okay. So, again, if you're training on your own, it's about being really mindful of what you're doing then, I suppose. Um, film. Aye. Film your training. Film it, yep. Yep. Um, not the whole session necessarily, but if you <laughs> if you know you're good for a couple of sets like in that again in that instance here if you know you're kind of good for like the first set of your bench it's not a problem Aye. video, one, video you maybe, when you struggle yeah yeah video when you know it's going to start to break down and you can see where it's going to start to break down um because i've done that in the past with deadlifts and squats and stuff just to check Aye. form and all the rest of it when you know you're going to start to tire then film it and you'll see where it starts to where that weak link is is it your lower back that's starting to round it's old stuff it's just covering over it um, hopefully <laughs> having pretty major computer issues today it's great I need a new laptop um, aye so it's just uh, uh, if you can look back you can take that third person perspective you yeah. can be the coach in that aye. instance and it's very difficult to to be overly aware of it all when you're doing it yeah. certainly well maybe not for you because you're a weirdo and stuff like that and you can be like super hyper aware of your own movements and stuff aye Joe, I can, pu- Joe Public I can tell when if my one leg short is sitting slightly short and another if I hit like you're thing. a massive freak but, right aye. every normal person out there can't do that <laughs> so if you film it for a couple of sets then you can look back take that third person detached perspective and be the, the eagle eyed prick that you are and you've got that like that app uh, Bar Sense Ah, that was good actually. It's good. It's interesting seeing it to see the speed in the yeah. bar in the bar path as well. Where's the bar going? Is it travelling the right way? And that's mm. another useful tool. Certainly, the bar path aspect of it for me was really useful. The speed's yeah. not a big issue for me certainly because I'm not that into it in that, in that depth. But just mm. seeing where the bar was going, is it going down and up in the same sort of plane, or is it shifting, yeah. or is it wobbling about all over the shop? Because um, when you're benching, you kind of want to push up and back, back slightly, slightly don't yeah. you not, oh. but not overly so I'm so proud of you <laughs> hey man, I'm telling you I'm picking shit up these <laughs> you're, days you're starting to really impress me the all last right. couple of weeks I'm going to sack teaching and become a PT is that alright yeah. you'd be better than most out there <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't afford the training man um, aye so you, that, that app's really good for that because you can see then alright oh, no, when I'm pushing up it's kind of almost going forward or I'm pushing aye. too far back the way, and you can, that's yeah. all we do with how you're lining mm. up on the bench as well. And even when, when you're looking at videos, what I used to do for my kettlebell videos when I first started off would be I would watch the same one minute clip ten times, mm-hmm. and the first minute I'd look at my feet, second minute I'd look at my knees, then my hips, then like my hands, my elbows, my head, just what is each part of my body doing because if you try to look at the whole picture mm-hmm. you don't notice the smaller details yeah. and it could be that you can oh, wait a minute I'm losing balance on my jerk here I don't understand why and then if you actually look at the feet you're like oh my first step my heels are coming up so I'm losing that ground contact Aye. I'm off balance when I go to when I go to bump the bells in the air oh I'm off balance that's yeah, why yeah. the trajectory's off that's why I'm there when I struggle to catch them and I'm losing balance so if you look at the whole picture sometimes you miss the small details that actually matter yeah I'm very aware that like when I squat, my feet are never quite parallel. And it's just occupational. It's just because my feet aren't quite parallel when I play drums or drive my car or anything. Very rarely, very rarely are we going to be totally symmetrical Aye. in that sense. It's always going to be like my right foot's turned out slightly. Nah, it's usually my left foot, I yeah. think, turns out slightly more. Uh, Brian's, Again, got, um, uh, Brian's got taxi foot. <laughs> yeah, totally. Brian's the right foot, your left eye. Um, um, but it's... it's but again, it's, it's it's noticing things like that. But then if you aye. can adjust it, if you think it will help, adjust it. Aye. If you don't think it's going to matter or you can't do it, then... Aye. It's working within your whole safety parameters. Like You can have your feet pointing straight or you can rotate them out. And I'm trying to remember the angle. I think it's up to about... Oh, I'm trying to here. I think it's about 13 degrees. Right. And it's about that matter, even up to about 20. But anything... Because people... You turn it out to open up the hips. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, but if you then, people then take that to extreme, what we are just kind of talking about off air beforehand, people take things to an extreme level, yeah. thinking, well, if I turn my foot out one inch, and I helped, oh, maybe if I turn out ten inches, that'll really help. Ah, it's just going from but then it takes zero it to a hundred. Aye, it then goes too far the opposite way, and you know, so there's that kind of safety parameter of anywhere between A and B, A and E, for example, or yeah, one yeah, and ten, yeah. as long as you stay between one and ten, for example, 
But if you go to 11 Twitter, you're now past the point where it's offering any benefit. Aye. Just try to keep it in that wee safe zone. You can have your feet pointing straight, you can have them turned out slightly, but don't go full Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah, well, then you're just going to lose balance anyway. Aye. Um, so, you're plateauing then, right? And whatever whatever lift or uh, thing you're aiming for, and I know it's, it's very, each lift specific and stuff like that, but what should you be thinking about doing once you reach that point? Like, if you've, again, using, let's say you're using squat as an example, you've you've topped out at uh, 130 back squat, what would you look to change to then break through that? Is it just a case of keeping lifting around about that weight um, and getting used to it? A few, or few ways you can approach a plateau. One, like I say, you can look at the video and it's one of the video and your stuff's brilliant because you can look and go, is there a technical issue? Like in kettlebell lifting or any lifting, technique will only get you so or bad technique and or sorry, strength will only take you so far. yeah. If your technique's wrong, you're going to be limited really, really fast. Hence why, if you look at some of the, the like that 73 kilo weightlifter, uh, she's a young, the, mm. he's power, power jerking 100 and, 170, 180 kilos. It's freaky, man. Power clean, you're going right. right. His technique is flawless. Mm-hmm. But if you then try, if me and you tried that, our technique's nowhere near as good as him. Yeah. And we're not going to budge that at all. Aye. But because good technique, combined with progressive strength training. <laughs> it also helps that he's strong as fuck. <laughs> yes, that helps. Um, that works great yeah. as a combination. So you look at your technique, you then analyse, so if technique, good, you go, all right, fine, just keeping the right foot positions good, knees are good, hips are good, chest is good, you're bracing, right, okay, technique's not an issue. Next thing you look at is, are you doing too much or too little? Right. If you're back squatting, Three times a week maximum. Any more than that, you're probably you're probably not giving yourself enough recovery. Ah, you're going to fatigue a lot more. because it's a big, big, it's a big stress on the body. But then that's not to say, don't do other squats. Aye. So you could do fronts. Correct. Because you're not going to lift as much anyway, theoretically. No. Mm-hmm. You could be doing other leg work, I yeah. suppose, to a degree, but not big, heavy Aye. compound lifting. You can check, I mean, you could have... Like right now in my programme, it's one day back squat, two days front squats. Mm. And you do feel the difference in your legs from it. Yeah. And it's working different muscles, but same, <laughs> what we are talking about before. Same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. The Thai ladyboy approach. <laughs> same, same, but different. And it's that way that have you got enough variety? This allows you to switch on. Have you got enough variety in your squat movements? Have you got enough rest and recovery? Or are you not doing enough? Yeah. So if you're only doing one squat session a week, I guarantee if you increase that to even just two, you're going to notice a difference. It's finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I've had this conversation with Emma recently. Like I don't, I, I don't understand how anyone can maintain that. Like, cause she trains like six days a week, man. Drugs. Well, obviously the drugs and gear helps, like, but <laughs> they still refer to her. <laughs> Is that that bird the juices? <laughs> <laughs> but like, how how do you? How how do you, where do you find that balance? Do you know what I mean? Where does how do you get to the point where oh I'm not training enough or I'm training too much or it's all, is it all just individual? As individual, some people because surely you need rest. Yeah, it kind of is important. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where you develop and grow. It's you break the body down with the training and then you grow in your recovery. But what about the CrossFit thing then? Because let's say you're training like six days a week. Do you know what I mean? Drugs. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> With that, they're not doing the same stuff six days in a row. Yeah. There is variety. So they'll do a gymnastic element, they'll do like some dumbbell work. So they've got that variety where it'll either be endurance-based, strength So there is that mix. Yeah. But... So is that going to be better? Um, oh, again, if you just ge- different. If you generally want to be generally fit, that's fine. Yeah. However, and I think even Emma's kind of admitted it as well, that with the British Masters coming up for her, um, she needs to kind of concentrate more on Olympic weightlifting and less on the CrossFit, so she has mm. to kind of start to tailor her training for that, right. rather than just try to kill herself at six days a week with everything, because yeah. right now I'm only training three days a week, Yep. and at first I thought to myself, oh, I've still be able to fit a wee bit of sand here and there. No. Aye. <laughs> it just, because I'm doing all the stuff, it's basically all my programme, because I've only got seven weeks, it's targeting all the weakest links. Right. While drilling technique, technique, technique. Yeah. And there's days I wake up and I'm like that. 
my back is so tired from one like yesterday doing those segment deadlifts again. Yeah, um, you look nasty. But with an extra ten k on, and I was like, I was shaking like a shit and duck, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and afterwards, uh, the PT client, and I was just trying to lift a five kilo plate off the floor, and I'm like, that felt a struggle. <laughs> and you're all right. There's no way I'm going to come back in and try to do another workout twenty less than twenty four hours yeah, later yeah. when my back's fatigued. Lower back especially. Uh, musculature needs about 48 hours for recovery right, for, okay. opt- for optimal performance um, so if you can tie in good rest periods for that you can also if you're going to train two days in a row don't go heavy heavy mm-hmm. you want to go maybe heavy medium or medium heavy or light heavy or heavy light just so there's that contrast and you can work one more of a technical session on that speed like on the same lifts or on different lifts if it's on the same list aye right so um, you could go like or, or so same, Monday same. heavy squat Tuesday heavy bench yeah and that'll be alright eventually you've got to just watch your, some people's central nervous system will burn out really quickly others Aye. can just handle that really well mm-hmm. and again it's detem- dependent on the type of person you are yeah with your DNA and stuff so um, and again it takes it takes a while I noticed uh, Alan a coach getting him to do stuff pretty much five six days a week it was kind of by the time we get to kind of Friday, Saturday, just wiped out. Aye. But dropped a couple of days and increased the volume on other days. So work real instead of training for an hour each day, mm-hmm. go every second day, but work for two hours. Right. Okay. So in the end of the week, he still got the total volume in, but the end of the week, he was coming in here on a Saturday and he's like, "I'm still feeling good and pushing." Yeah. It. And that just that can make it, but Aye. it takes a while to suss out what that person. I guess that way, like Joe Joe Public out there who's training and probably listening to this is working. Five yeah. days a week probably Aye. as well, do you know what I mean? So you need to factor that in as well. I mean, if you get a cushy wee job like a primary teacher sitting in your backside all day. <laughs> all you know, those easy kids ah, easy not kid, giving you a hard time at all. I mean, if that's that's just a wee cushy number, so... Yeah, it's not even real teaching, is it? Ah, I mean, it's, it's not like that. secondary teaching where you need to actually deal with proper teaching. Ah, it's just wee kids <laughs> that want to talk about Barbie dolls and <laughs> about playing Minecraft and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's a cushy <laughs> wee number, so if you're sitting about all day technically... <laughs> You're just chilling, you're just recovering soon. Aye, that's why you can train six days a week. Uh, plus, jugs. Uh, she's going to kill us both. Um, aye. Aye. I forgot what I was going to say. I don't care anymore. <laughs> you're just thinking, I'm seeing her next week, she's going to kill she's me. She's going to stab <laughs> me with her flute. Um, but aye, so there's ways, there's ways that you can vary your progression in terms of like, if that, that plateau, how you want to try and break through it and um, even change your tempo up. Look at us when we hit that time under tension phase. Right, yeah. Slow it down and straight away, remember when we done the deadlifts? Aye. Oh, right. Yeah, there's nothing enjoyable about that. No, the grip was lasting, but the lower back's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because you're, you're lowering the weight, so yeah. the weight's not, it doesn't become an issue anymore. Aye. It's just that, that time. <laughs> so, you could, so drop drop the weight down, do time under tension, do it that way, um, switch up your assistance work. Yep, add in some pause work as well, so drop, just just do like a kind of dead start, so you can start, set the, the bar up in the bottom position of the pins, and start from that dead start, so you're not having yeah. that loading phase going down to then drive back up, so you're starting out of nothing. Aye, that's brutal um, as well. That's pretty nasty. You can add instability, like what we were doing with the shoulder press just now with the bands and the kettlebells. <laughs> that was so funny yesterday. That's a leveler. Brian. Aye. Um, <laughs> Brian hates so that. Got, oh, it's brilliant. We need to, we'll video that next week. <laughs> Talking about people shaking, shaking oh. like a shit and dug. Aye. Oh, it's brilliant. So simple though. Brian was shaking our mouth yesterday. It would make somebody be Parkinson's win musical statues. Oh, Jesus. That's... that's <laughs> probably beyond where it's sensible um, <laughs> it's such a simple thing though but it, it makes all the difference aye and it's all we stabilise our muscles and it's when your body's trying to push a heavy weight and say a vertical path if you're starting to fatigue and the wee guys are trying to balance that weight if they're too busy trying to stabilise it mm-hmm. they're too busy using my energy for that rather than actually being able to concentrate and driving the bar up so. just, to, just to clarify like if you we're doing talking about banded strict press so we've just hung what two well yesterday it was two, two ten kilo a 10 kilo. kilo kettlebell each side of the bar 
So just off, hanging just off a, the empty bar a with an elastic kilo, band. Right? Just a 40 kilo shoulder press. Yeah, easy. But add in that stability or instability factor. As soon as you unrack that off the bar, they just start bouncing. Aye. And it's all over the place. So you find Bri- it the whole way. Brian got wise and he was timing the press on the bounce. So as he lowered it, he would wait for the kettlebells to drop. And on the spring up, it would start driving through that sticking point. But, but that's the thing, though, right? You, you don't. I don't think it's even planned. You just you, you kind of feel the timing of you it. Find the timing, and your body goes, "This works." Yeah, yeah, you do. You naturally just find that rhythm and do it. Because I found myself like the first set I did that, and it almost felt a bit easy. So the second <laughs> don't, set, <laughs> don't tell Brian that. No, no, do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but you do. You find that rhythm, and it, 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 you can kind of time it well albeit subconsciously so the second yeah. set I was very conscious of pausing longer at the top or pausing longer at the bottom and almost trying to fight the bounce aye because you then have to really work it aye um, but again it's just again it's being mindful of what you're doing while you're doing it isn't it because it's aye, dead easy totally. just to go find that path of least resistance yep and go yep that works good excellent moving aye. on um, another method is just go and do something totally different Right. Have a little break from it. Okay. And just if you're gonna if you're struggling with flat bench, yeah, go and do incline, go and focus on shoulder press, go and do some back work, tricep work, dips. So again, same same but different. Go and train similar similar muscle groups, mm-hmm. but not that lift. Come back fresh, because yeah. sometimes we can. What I like about the, I think it before I mentioned when I was coaching Alison about how she had mega stress on at work so I said to her look here's all your key main exercises each session you've got to pick two of them but you can never do the same back to back yeah um, you've got to exhaust the whole list before you can repeat the same exercise again right. so if you don't feel like doing back squats today you can do overhead squats if you don't feel like doing overhead squats you can do front squats so you gave that level of flexibility and freedom yeah but there was still structure and it was good because it meant that at no point in time were you getting stuck in that rut of I'm doing my same, I'm going to do back squats, back squats, back yep. squats. Same with um, when I'm coaching people for kettlebells. There's swings, there's cleans, there's snatches, there's half snatch, there's swing with a high pull, there's swing, swing, snatch, stuff like that. So each one complements the other Aye. And it, um, for the overall goal, but it, there's going to be, there's differences in it that allows you that you can't switch off for certain bits. Mm-hmm. And keeps your focus sharp on it. Yeah, because so a lot not- of times, certainly with like plateauing and stuff like that, there'll be a, there's a definite psychological element oh, there. I- if you reach that point where you're going, this is really hard now. I don't think I can do it, and you're stuck at it. Then mm-hmm. it just becomes that impasse, that mental block where yeah. if you if you did come back and leave it for a bit, go and do other sort of whether it's squats or whatever else, other assistance stuff. And then do come back to it. The the psychological issue maybe goes away sometimes, and Aye. you don't go, oh man, that's this this is totally heavy. I know from like before when we were doing working up sort of heavy back squats and stuff like that, we did a lot of really heavy box squats. Yeah. On the high box and stuff like that, and just having that instead of holy shit, hundred and forty on the back squat feels Aye. like the heaviest thing in the world. Loading it up to like one ninety, two hundred, and doing high box squats. Right. All of a sudden, when you unrack that bar. 140 doesn't feel so bad. 140 because the shock on the body that weight you're like, oh, yeah, that's all right now. Aye. Ah, you don't because yeah. in fact, if you're working at your max all the time, mm-hmm. you you never get beyond it, and Aye. that's always like I'm at full capacity yeah. here. I can't deal with it's this. Kind of like, it's like, kind of like doing partials. Doing a high box squat is like a partial rep. Yeah, so, but you overload the stimulus on it, so it's mm-hmm. a much heavier weight than you can normally squat. Yeah, like full depth, but you get strong for say. 40% of that part of the 40% of the squat pattern Aye. and then you can worry about the other 60% but the body gets and sometimes it's that kind of fear of oh shit yeah. this is heavy but if you you look, I'll, I'll get my kettlebell guys before they go up and lift go and do a couple of reps with the weight up Aye. so when you step on that platform the last weight you picked up is a 20 but you're about to go and lift a, a, a 16 yeah. and when you step out in that first minute you're like woohoo <laughs> yeah totally and if you can get one good minute of it feeling light before reality bitch slaps you in the face <laughs> that's one that's one good minute one out of less 10. minute to worry about isn't it aye better to have one good minute than 10 bad yeah totally but, um, I just found from doing that certainly with the squats it just it took away the shock value of unracking yeah. the heaviest weight all the time when you're uh-huh. trying to do a full squat mm-hmm. whereas again if, you, if, if you've if you unracked 200 you're not, you're not going to get anywhere near that in your normal squat so it's getting uh-huh. used to that weight on your back straight we'll see. away we'll see <laughs> well, well maybe at one point uh-huh. um, 
but I found that a massive help getting mm-hmm. through that with the squats and stuff like that. And again, you could do that with you do that with bench certainly. Aye. Just practice unracking heavier stuff. Get like um, people get a spotter just to help yep. you kind of lower it down and lift it back like up. Like get feed and doing static holds. Just get used to yeah. the weight at the top. And just get that lockout and hold it yeah. and get body used to. It. I don't. I've, I've noticed a big difference even doing that with the overhead holds, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's a disgusting way to spend time. <laughs> it's like eighty-five kilos above my head for twenty seconds or whatever. It's like oh, I don't like this. But um, even in the sort of two three weeks of doing it, I've noticed a massive difference in stability. Aye. Like the first session I did that, oh, I was like you're fucking, all over the place. You're like <laughs> like a wobble board. Um, whereas the other night it felt alright. The eighty-five felt fine. Um, so it's just again, it's getting that psychological part of it for me. I um, think a lot of the time as well. I mean, it's ninety this week. That's fine. Piece of piss, mate. Bring it on. Um, yeah, I just find for me, like psychologically, right. sometimes I need to kind of go, fuck, right, okay. Mm-hmm. And, like Brian, the other day, uh, when was it? 82 and a Saturday, half. Saturday on the bench? Yep. As soon as you said 82 and a half, he's like, <laughs> no, because initially, when we put the numbers up, it was going to be like 75 or something like that, or 77 and a half. And then we realised it should have been more. So you were like, 82 and a half, and he just, he, he just straight away, he's like, no, nope, can't do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And he did like, what, three reps or something like that, and then shat, shat it. it. But then, <laughs> in the nicest possible way. But then we took we took it down to 80, like two and a half kilos lighter, and, and he fucking it. smashed out Aye. all the sets, no bother at all. And another method for Plato is, if you take your one rep max, if you're really struggling to get past, look, when we were doing bench, yep. we're betting... We spent a lot of time just working at that 80, 80 to ninety percent bracket. Aye. Where we know that even on a good day, eighty five ninety percent will will smash out easy. Yeah, I, I hate that word smash out. I know um, it's just easy to go for one of them. Smashed man. Um, we know we can bang out the reps, no bother at all. On a bad day, we can still get through it. Aye. but you're working at a weight that's both challenging and doable, so you're allowing yourself that that allows you to work. At a way that's going to force adaptation and progression. Yeah. Without the fa- without total fatigue, that's just going to gub you. And it just means that you can work safely without the risk of injury. You're stimulating the body for growth and development, but you're also you're not beating yourself up having like so many failed reps. Yeah. But like, the thing I've really enjoyed about my snatch and it's, <laughs> well, hey, my snatch. <laughs> is, you had a snatch. Aye. And what I've loved about my um train my snatches it started off really really light yeah but not once in my training block so far have I actually failed a lift yeah yeah um, again psychologically I, that's an important thing isn't it mm, if you get used to failure yeah, then you're going to get better at it do I, you know what I mean if you are hitting all your lifts all the time mm, you're going to just get into that mindset I, of I can do this this is mine because the 50, 50 say 50% of your lifts you miss the bar mm when you try to do it like a snatch and you drop it, that's fifty percent. So right now, all your behavior, half of your behavior is catching it. Yep. The other half's dropping it. Yeah. But it's every single rep I've done so far, I've nailed it. Yeah. Some of them might be like more a power snatch, and some of them might not have been pretty, but I've not dropped it once yet. And it's yeah. that. Even yesterday, when I went out and done sixty one. Now previously, I remember when I used to kind of like power snatch sixty, but really badly, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the balls to drop under it. Yeah. Yesterday I was looking at my program and I thought, well, I can go at 57 or I can push 61 based on a new kind of new one rep max percentage. Right. Just based in the last few weeks, the progression I'm going, I'll try the 61, see how it feels. I caught it a wee bit higher than what I wanted, then I caught it a little <laughs> bit lower. And gradually, by the last set, I was catching it roughly at a parallel squat position, sinking right, a wee okay. bit and coming up and going, no, I can't do this. And the fact that it was three doubles at 61, I'm going, <clears throat> that's pretty good for the confidence, but it was knowing that before this plan started the plan was to hopefully achieve 60 kilos in the competition right and I've just done three doubles at 61 I'm going uh-huh. yeah right and just for the confidence I know that and it was knowing that you can do that lift for reps at a new PB I'm going I'll take that yeah totally man and it's I'm trying to remember who it was there was a is it Tatiana one of the Russian um, or Kazakhstani Olympic weightlifters I don't th- supposedly in training she's never missed a lift because if you're missing too many lifts it means your programming's wrong it's too much yeah that makes sense yeah um, it was quite interesting that methodology of just to start really small but drill it to the point that you just do not miss yeah that's going back to what we were saying earlier on though it's like 
if if you've if you've got your programming right mm-hmm. and you're sensible about that, then you shouldn't be plateauing all the time anyway. Yeah. You should get close to it. Yeah. You should feel that and that's why when the feedback I give like some of the exercises like the snatch lift off so you well, from a deficit position, so you've got that two inch block. Yep. Snatch grip, standing up with it but try to maintain a hip angle. First two weeks I was like, that felt challenging. It's like, whoa, that was tough. Really felt the effects of that. Last week, when the kind of final block off that, that bar was flying up, that felt easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, good. We've had that adaptation over four weeks. Yep. Right, there's been improvement there. Um and as it stands, I got a new PB in my snatch yesterday, so you're like that, right? It's all working, it's all part of the process. Well done, Tony. Thank you. He was scaring me the other day. <laughs> just, he, was, he was harassing me. Just <laughs> up, just up, just up. Well, I know that, just like trying to get me to join his club. Nah, but you've got so much potential, mate, it'd be amazing. No, it wouldn't, it'd be terrifying. So, listeners. Do you think Colin should sign up for an Olympic weightlifting competition? He's strong. No! He's fast, he's powerful, he's flexible. He's lazy! He's stupid enough to do it, to throw a barrel with a big weight above his head. Do you think how sexy you'd look in a singlet? (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone just disagreed with that immediately. Apologies to Laura, who just crashed her car in the M8 and (laughs) went to work on Monday morning. (laughs) Uh, No, you're good. Plus, I just, I don't have the time, man. Oh, it's things on a Tuesday night and a Sunday morning. I've got stuff happening those times. I'll train you on your programme sessions. Uh, you only need to train three times a week for it. I you train know. four right now. I'd, I'd feel I'd was cheating on Tony then because he was trying to poach me for his club. And he scares me. It's better just to not do it at all. Pussy. <laughs> Plus, as, as oft discussed at the gym... You need to give you something, mate. Do you know what I mean? I can't even be beating you everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just demoralising. We're oh, just talking about psychological and all, oh. psychology and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Nah. You need to give you a wee boost now and again. All right, you'd be in the fat boy category anyway. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be in a different age group for you, mate. You'd be all right. Next year, we'd be in the same age group. We'd be in the 40 to 45. All right. Uh, Aye. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. I'll train for a year and kick your fast next year then. Bring it on, fat boy. <laughs> nah, because if you program programming me, you'd fucking sabotage me then. I would not. <laughs> That's shocking to think I would do it to you. It's like progressive overload. Fuck that. Snatch 120. Should, should I not be increasing by two kilos? Go by 20. <laughs> nah. Nah, you'd be fine. Nah, you're but, not getting my fat ass on a onesie, mate. No but, danger. Um, another thing for... Um, the, we're talking about recovery for progression is are you hydrating well are you eating well <laughs> enough no are you sleeping well enough no and that's I think it was Emma had mentioned that her coach had said to her like Emma imagine if you actually got more than like three hours sleep a night <laughs> yeah, how, how, how phenomenal you could be at your training like if you actually come in feeling fresh yeah and it's amazing you get a couple of good nights sleep and stuff and you're like ah, yeah Aye. you want to attack your training you feel good for it and it's that is a massive part as well. If you're coming in exhausted and wiped out, you're not going to have the energy for it. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, that, that that's it. I mean, I, I'm ge- I'm generally all right with the sleep. To be fair, Aye. I get I don't know seven and a half ish hours usually. Um, I need to drink more water. I know that. Aye. Some very aware that I drink. I I drink like a, a five hundred ml bottle of water on the way to school, and I'll have another one at lunchtime, mm-hmm. and I'll drink a couple of coffees during the day. Then I'll have like more water aye. later on at night, but I should probably be drinking more. But aye, I could probably clean my diet up a bit at one point as well. But that's for later. That's for the summer months, isn't it? That's that's after Easter. That's when that happens. Dad bod in winter. Yeah, totally, Beach man. Beach bod in summer. Fucking right. Once 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 but, Easter holidays are out there, yeah. I'll start getting my my lazy ass on the <laughs> once you look the like an Easter egg. I know. <laughs> bye. So you can just do that. And, um just by changing your recovery can make a big difference as well. Yeah. Sometimes some you're just maybe not eating enough uh, to the point that you're not getting enough fuel back in the body. So you might come in and at the start of your session, if you feel that the first half of your session feels phenomenal, but the second half you're wiped out, that you're sitting there, you've got no energy, you're glyced out, no glycogen stores in the muscle and you're just going like that, I just oh, I need to sleep, I'm just oh, I'm wiped out. 
then the chances are you've not enough energy in the tank. Yeah. And that can play a massive role as well. And just by changing your diet mm-hmm. and getting the right amount of fuel in. Um, Again, I've said this before, like the difference in me training Monday, Tuesday and Thursday compared to Saturday mornings but is, you've had food. is interesting. I because I've eaten more and I've moved about for longer. Um, but, Aye, so aye, there's, I mean, there's loads of factors, isn't there? Really, aye. it's about again, as we always bang on about, use your brain, use a bit of common sense, analyze what you're doing. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Um, aye, just just think about it a little bit. Everyone's intelligent enough out there. <laughs> well, really, <laughs> wait a minute. Theoretically, people voted Tory and they voted for Donald Trump. Are they really? I mean, our fine listeners, not Joe Public at large. Joe Public at large is a fucking arsehole, let's yeah. be honest. But people who listen to us, all highly intelligent, intellectual, attractive people that they are, just take a step back if you reach those plateaus and just think... Have we, right. got, new, have we got new listeners? <laughs> just talk about Kathleen. Yeah. Um, aye, so just take that step back, film it, Think about it, analyse it. If you're still, if you're struggling to get through, speak to a coach. Speak to a mean? coach, Get yeah. a good PT or whatever, even just for a couple of sessions as we've talked about again aye. in the past. Go, uh, another thing that I used to do as well, because when I first started doing kettlebell sport, it was really, it was non-existent in the UK in terms of being mainstream. And so what I would do is you would look at the best out there and go, what are they all doing the same? Yeah. Not, they might have a different grip in terms of grip width, but... Oh, wait a minute, they're all doing hook grip. Ah, right, there might be something in that. Ah, wait a minute. Ah. Their main t- all their setups are pretty similar in terms of their hip angle based on their leg length. Oh, that's pretty similar. Ah, right, wait a minute. Oh, I'm straightening my legs out before I extend. Yeah. Before I get the bar past me. Ah, right, okay. I need to- they're not. Look at what the best in the world are doing. You can mm-hmm. even study the top pros and look at how are they, what are, the- what are their, their kind of common features and how they're performing. Yeah. Um, obviously, somebody at six foot tall is going to move differently from somebody at five foot two, but they should have common features and kind of the same principles. Yeah. The principles should be the same throughout and go, all ah, right, wait a minute here. Like, even in kettlebell lifting, different guys move different snatch techniques, but the breath pattern's still the same. All ah, right, maybe there's something in the breath pattern. Am I breathing that way? Yeah. No. Change it. Oh, sure. Imagine it's, that. It works. It's not a thing Tony was shouting at me for the other day. No. <laughs> um, aye yeah lots of things aye there's so much and even what we're talking about the bar path uh, bar path app uh, bar sense that mm. you might still you may start off benching a hunt here comes that Brian I was going to say we should wrap this up before he gets in yeah time is it 10 o'clock aye he'll be sneaking in soon or Mike just left that basically you can if you start doing a hundred as your max, and you can still only do a hundred. You might think oh, I've not improved, but if you can just check your bar path speed, oh my bar path improved, so that's my techniques improved at the max weight, brilliant. Yeah. Te- technical improvement at your max is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh wait a minute, I'm now, like I I'm now moving the bar faster. Alright, I've got more. I can now shift my max weight at a better speed. That's an improvement as well. So you can yeah. have a couple, even just how you recover in between sets. Um, that's another thing you can do for plateaus increase or decrease your rest period as well yeah you might be taking too long and you think well ah you're kind of losing your losing your mojo a little yeah. bit if you take too long it's finding that balance and isn't it and then if you're doing the whole Jerry approach of no rest you've just basically racked the bar you sat up you count to one and go back <laughs> into the next set maybe you're not resting enough and again if you look at the Prelopin strength chart about the protocols for different rep ranges uh, it puts in your factors in the rest periods as well like some when you're going for that power lifting some of the the rest periods are up to five minutes yeah between reps yeah so if you're doing that you've also got the greasy groove do a couple of the more like bodyweight exercises that are ideal for this mm-hmm. like push-ups if you can only do five push-ups do one in the morning one at mid-morning one at lunchtime one mid-afternoon one at tea time one maybe at 8 o'clock one just before you go to bed you might have done 6 or 7 in a day yeah and build up that volume then start doing doubles yeah so you just kind of you can overload it that way ah, you're well. not just having to do it all ah. in one go all the time there's a million and one ways that you can change and adapt your training without changing the exercise but then you've got the other exercises you can mix in as well yeah try varying the the exercise order as well 
if you're doing loads of deadlift and back work before you come out to do back squats, the chance and it's your back that's given out on the back squat, chances are you fatigued your back muscles to the point now that Aye. you can't maintain posture. So look at your exercise order as well. That's an important one. Right, okay. It's amazing the number of people that I coach online that will send them their routine and then I really struggle with that and I'm going, how come? Oh, I've done that at the end. No, 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 that was meant to be done first huh. when you're fresh because it's the most taxing on the body and they're like, all right. All right. Everything is put in an order for a specific reason. Aye. Like, one of the reasons core core work is usually put in at the end because you don't want to tie your core out before you then have to use uh, your core to base for a heavy or back or squat or deadlift. Any other exercise, eh? You imagine doing hundreds of core work and then try to shoulder press a heavy weight or deadlift or aye, back squat. It's not going to happen. You're going to, you don't weaken your main kind of connect in the midsection before you go and try to shift a big weight. Yeah. So it's, it's even just your exercise selection and order can make a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, there we go. Wise nuggets. <sighs> Jammed a lot of shit in at the end there, man. Well played. Right. Thank you. Rambled for an hour beforehand and just got all the information in the last two minutes. <laughs> Kinda like my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> From what I heard, did he last two minutes? More like fumbling with a brass strap for about an hour and a half and then five seconds I wonder. <laughs> Wonder. Good one. Right, <laughs> she she wonders what happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's wrap it before Brian shows up and gives Aye. us grief. Where can we find you? Uh, at Drummer Chimp on Instagram. And or in, in quarantine. <laughs> your quarantine in Wuhan province. Aye. Where uh, are you? I am in the gym. <laughs> but you can also find me at Scott McGolson Performance Train and you can find us at Gains and Pains. Please oh. like and share and review yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah, spread the word. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>